Do you ever feel that there is more to life than what you're experiencing, but don't know how to get there? At the heart of each of us is a desire to find meaning and purpose. However, many of us don't know where to begin. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Chua. And I'm Pete Cofarcio. This show will teach you to be confident in your identity and embrace powerful mindsets so that you can fulfill your destiny and life purpose. We're excited to take you on a journey to transform your life so that you can transform your world. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Pete Cofarcio. And I'm Steve Chua here in Los Angeles where it's sunny and I think you're cold in New York. I'm in New York City. with uh, <laughs> We had a foot of snow this week. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I grew up in Syracuse, New York, where <laughs> if we got a foot of snow, you still had school. You might have a delay, um, but me and my brothers would be out shoveling our driveway. Well, I, I have to tell you that I, I feel really like a wimp because I'm walking in the mornings. It's 40 degrees outside and I think it's freezing. And so <laughs> I wear my shorts at 40 degrees when I'm out uh, walking. I do. Well, I, I lived in Canada for like 15 years. And, I, and the one thing I've realized is that I no longer have my Canadian skin. <laughs> it's kind of gone. But anyway, by the way, Pete, happy Chinese New Year. Okay. All you know, right. I'm Asian. it's the year of the tiger. And so I hope you have a roaring year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's very bad. I'm going to eat a lot of Frosted Flakes. Oh, that's great. Tony okay. the Tiger. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I just <laughs> want to hear something funny. I, I, I took my kids out for a Chinese New Year celebration uh, last Saturday. And I have this really weird thing that happens to me is that when I find a restaurant that I really like, I have to keep going. All right. So I think I've been to this restaurant three times in four days. <laughs> what are you like sampling out the menu? Or yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. I just want to try different things. It was like uh, the first night, the food was absolutely amazing. So I made an excuse to have to see a client for lunch that day. And it was happened to be Chinese New Year that day too. So after having client lunch, I said to my wife, hey, do you want to go and celebrate Chinese New Year? She said, well, I, well I, let's go back to that restaurant. So I went like literally that same night to that restaurant. I have this kind of compulsive, obsessive routine that when I when I find something that I like, I just kind of eat it to the ground. You yeah, know, so. I do that with other. I do that with like music. If I find a new artist I like, I'll just listen to all of it till I'm sick of it, and uh, I binge on it. So, yeah. Well, anyway, what's our transformation tip this week? Okay, oh. so transformation tip for this episode is find a rhythm that enhances you, not a routine that stifles you. <laughs> and uh, that's actually what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about being intentional with the way you're designing your rhythms of your life versus just being stuck on autopilot in yeah. some routines that can kind of numb you and not always real healthy. So we're going to explore that topic today. Especially in this season where we've been in the pandemic, the COVID pandemic for I don't know how long now, it feels like forever. And I have to call it that we have a COVID curse. We had to change all our routines, all our rhythms to accommodate the pandemic, right? Everybody in the world. And as soon as somebody has a symptom, you've got to now freak out because do I have it or yeah, I was yeah. close to this person? And, and it just it just changes everything. And also for a lot of my clients, for example, who are executives, they would travel a lot. Now they don't travel, mm. you know? And, uh, and one of the things that I started seeing, Pete, and going kind of two years into this now, two and a half years into this, 
I, I'm beginning to see a, a pattern. And it's like th these people are getting really bored and almost feel like they, they don't care anymore. Hmm. Uh, and these are really people who are really usually very highly motivated, full of passion, go get them, achieve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they feel that they're stifled. They feel like, like we, we were talking about just now, you know, find a rhythm that enhances you, not a routine that stifles you. And what's happened is that COVID has created routines and rhythms for people to survive, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. rather than thrive. And because of our lack of self-awareness, we don't recognize it, and we just conform to this. Well, you kind, you kind of drift into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and the next thing you know, you're feeling like you're, you're swimming in mediocrity. You get on this hamster wheel. So, for example, a lot of uh, people who are very high achieving, their passion is to achieve, to seal the deal, to be productive. And so what they would do is before COVID, they would work in the office for a couple of weeks, and then they will fly somewhere. And what's happening is that flight was actually breaking up their routine, and they would do something slightly different. Even though it was work, it was just a different type of work. And then they'll go back to the office again for another few weeks, and then they'll fly again for a week, maybe two, or whatever it might be. And so there was this kind of way of breaking up the routine. Now, what I'm seeing is that with COVID, people are stuck in the same routine over and over and over and over again. It's, it's Groundhog Day all over again. Yeah. It's like yeah. they're on this hamster wheel that they can't get off. Okay, but because they're high achievers, they're going always at 110% of the pace that they're going at. And, and all of a sudden, they don't realize why, they, why they're getting tired, why they're not achieving more, why they're not thinking as clearly. Well, and Steve, too, it's, I think it applies not just to um, high achievers who you know, get to travel. It's, this is for people who are now working from home on mm -hmm. a day-to-day -day basis. It could be any kind of a job. Our systems that used to have some ebb and flow to them were stuck you know, in the same environment over and over and over again, and uh, it's just affecting a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Well, remember after the first year, there were a lot of these stats that actually companies are more productive because their staff are working yes. from home and everything like that, which I think was true. Because there was this excitement, oh, I get to spend more time with the kids, I get to be with my family, I, I don't have to dress up and I have to go that commute and all that sort of stuff. And initially, that was very productive. But I almost call that like a honeymoon period. Mm -hmm. It's like, what happens is we start having to get into a work routine at home, and we are bring our work home. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to separate the boundary between work and family life. They just keep invading each other and... And, and, and it's now, just like a soup. It's like a, it's all mixed up. Yeah. Well, now what's happening is home is no longer home. Home has become this this office that I can't get out of. But with all this, the stresses, because being in family, although it's lovely and it's wonderful, there are routines, there are things that need to be done, laundry, taking out the garbage and whatever. And now it's ever before you rather than something that you would do over the weekend or whatever it might be. And so there's so many things that we don't realize that these rhythms or these routines are now kind of all melded into one. I mean, just the other night I was with a client who was trying to share some really insightful stuff on a presentation with me. And all of a sudden the door opens and he sees his son and he says, could you just go and read your book? And his, his, his son says, no. I says, oh, come play with me, right? And, and I could tell that this guy was conflicted because on the one hand, he didn't want to show any sense of frustration or anger towards me, but he, I could tell he was frustrated and angry. So, so he gets up, closes the door and says, we'll, we'll, we'll play later. 
and then the son starts playing drums on the on, on the door, like knocking on the door, <laughs> playing some sort of rhythm that would go on and on. It was like the same rhythm on and on and on. And and I'm listening to this, and and he's looking at that's that's the stuff that happens. All of a sudden, it's really hard to separate what what's going on, and it leads to frustration. Like I said, this hamster wheel. People are not aware that they're they're stuck in this rut that is actually if you like sapping all the passion energy out of them. Yeah, because in normally things kind of breathe. Like you get to go to the office, that's one environment. And then you, you come back home, it's a different environment. Relationships, you're not around the same people all the time. And that's really healthy. But when you're, yeah. it's over and over again, you use the term hamster wheel. It's kind of, Steve, uh, what I'm hearing here is kind of a downward progression, kind of like a downward s- spiral really of, you know, a monotonous routine leads to, boredom. Mm-hmm. And when you get bored, you're not passionate about what you're doing anymore. Mm-hmm. When you're not passionate, if you're used to being passionate or used to, to hitting goals or feeling successful, then you're frustrated. And then when you get frustrated and you don't think you can do anything about it, you can get apathetic. Like I don't care mm-hmm. anymore. Then you could beat yourself up and get really angry about that situation. And if you don't have a channel for that anger, you'll start to invent maybe even destructive habits that yeah. work against you, sometimes just for the stimulation of it. But mm-hmm. it's not good, right? And- no, uh, you, you've just articulated that so well, that kind of downward spiral, Pete. Uh, you know, if we break it down a little bit, and for those of you who are listening, a lot of this is just really about becoming self-aware. So are you aware that your your life is monotonous right now? I'm just tired of what I'm doing. I'm I'm bored. I feel like I'm doing the same old thing all over and over again. Remember that thing that we often say, if you do the same old thing, all you'll get is the same the old same thing, old thing right? right? Yeah. And you, you don't feel you're growing, you're not being stretched. If anything, you're, you're wondering if you're actually even being able to be productive. If you're listening right now and that you're kind of feeling that way, can I tell you, it may not be that you're in the wrong place. It's just that you need to understand what's going on in the routine that's happening around you. And we want to help you kind of break that through. Because if you're, if you're feeling that loss of passion or that frustration, uh, and one of the things I'm, I'm finding, for example, with people who, now that COVID's gone on for more than two years, it's, got, it's gone from that place of boredom and not monotony to just anger. Yeah. And I don't care anymore. People are getting allowing that anger just to display itself. And and you're right, Pete. You know, the moment that you start getting angry and you have no solutions for your anger, you're going to find ways to comfort your pain, escape your pain, mm-hmm. deal with your anger, drink it, drug it, sex yep. it, whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, Steve, we're on the border of getting this episode to be a real bummer. <laughs> so we do oh, want to tell you that sorry. we are also living this and we empathize with you. I live in New York City and there's seasoned New Yorkers know that to survive in the city, you have to get out of the city on a regular basis. So on that note, Steve, what kind of tips or suggestions can we give to folks who are listening to get off the hamster wheel? Well, remember, if you're seeing some of the symptoms that we're talking about, and I'm sorry, I got kind of Eeyore all of a sudden, you know. No, no, it's okay. (laughs) So I'm going to get into Tigger now. All right. (laughs) But the first thing is, because you're in a routine that's unhealthy, you have to disrupt it. Yeah. Okay. So if you're like in a cycle of, you know, like you said, Groundhog Day, you've Mm -hmm. got to break the cycle. And so the first thing is that you need to to be self-aware, self-aware of your tendencies. For example, if you, uh, you know, sometimes your greatest strengths are your greatest weaknesses, right? 
And so if you're a high achiever and you like to get things done, that's great. But if you're trying to get things done without a break, again, you're just doing over and over and over and over again, you're pushing yourself and over pushing yourself. And then you feel that you're not achieving. And so you kind of know your tendencies. I, I'm a bit like that. Over COVID, I, I allowed COVID to get me into some bad rhythms. I used to exercise, you know, five times a week, go to the mm. gym. Mm-hmm. feeling really good, but then the gyms shut down. Okay, Yeah, they shut down. I couldn't and go I, to mine. And, and so I started complaining that I couldn't go to the gym, but not doing anything about getting exercise at home or going for walks, or which I'm doing now, but but I wasn't. So, so for a year and a half, the only muscle I was exercising was my right bicep when I'll go to the refrigerator and open it. But I started putting on weight again, and I started feeling sluggish. I didn't feel good, and some of my old medical issues that I had in the past started creeping back in. And that was just, I blamed COVID, but I didn't see the rhythm I'd got myself into, sitting on Zoom calls all day, uh, you know, drinking too much coffee or whatever it might be. And so it took me a moment just to get myself out of that, to become self-aware and recognize that this is my tendency. I've got myself into it, and my tendency is food. So I had to disrupt that, and I had to kind of look at that. And so I I then began to really reshape stuff, and I said, I can't allow my circumstance to control me. I now need to break this ribbon and control my circumstance. Yeah. Okay. So it started out with awareness, Mm -hmm. and then you had to disrupt it. Yeah. You had to do something different. I have a pretty pretty similar story during COVID. My, My gym shut down, and I was real regular. And- what am I going to do? And, and I started walking. Right. And the first thought was like, well, that's, that's wimpy. <laughs> Cause I used to do a pretty good workout and I'd work up a good sweat and I was like, ah, just walking. And I don't I can't, I can't really run too much anymore at my age. Uh, Cause my knees uh, start to give me problems, but at least then I started getting consistent with it. It helped, you know, but I had to be intentional about it. And then to break up my day, I started doing it at different times. So like middle of the afternoon, which I'm not is not for me is not a real productive time from about one thirty to three is my least productive time of the day or very, very early in the morning, like five 30. I would do it. So I just had to hack it. I had to hack what was happening to me and, and get intentional about it. That's so practical Pete, because I think what I've started helping my clients do is I, I want them to help them see their day yes. and intentionally put things in the day to break up the rhythm. So they're not just kind of in front of a screen or just doing their work for eight hours straight or with maybe a, a 20 minute lunch break or whatever, but actually to, to break things up and to take times to go for a walk, take times to read a book or a magazine. And not, time- and not on your Kindle because eight hours yeah. ahead of computer screen and then going to another screen is not yeah. really a break. Yeah. And, and, or, or just take an hour for lunch. You know, I think, isn't you that you told me, Pete, that you intentionally take an hour for lunch? I do. Yep. Even though you work from home. I do. I work from home, but I take an hour and it's a couple things. One is I'm not in my my home office, which is a good thing because I spent a ton of time here. And then um, I'm eating. I'm slowing down with my eating. I'm thinking about my food. I'm chewing my food and just like, you know, being mindful, I should say. And then I'm also take that time to do some reading. So Mm -hmm. like- not articles because I do yeah. that all during the day, but like some books. Uh, sometimes they're so a lot of times they're business oriented, but they can be just about personal growth, personal development, and it became uh, a, a rhythm for me. It's like uh, I'm, I know that that's going to be a. I'm exhaling. 
I'm not checking my email. I'm not checking my phone. I'm just spending time, you know, enjoying that and uh, sitting by the window and yeah, it's, it's yeah, been just, good. just, it, it's really, it's really good. I mean, I actually uh, had a client who was very high up in an international bank out in Asia and he would just come straight into work and immediately get into it. Okay. And then mm-hmm. he got into this whole monotony of work after uh, about 18 months of COVID. And so I started helping him break it down. And one of the things I said, what do you enjoy? He says, oh, I just I love a great espresso. And I said, does the bank have, oh, they said, we have great espresso machines and stuff like that in, in, in the bank. I said, okay. And is there a view out of your office? Now, he, he, his, his office is like 56 floors up mm. overlooking the, the sea or whatever. And I said, why don't you just grab an espresso first thing in the morning before you start work, okay, and start from a place of peace and rest as opposed to anxiety and stress about what you need to do and take 20 minutes to slowly enjoy your espresso overlooking the view, maybe put some music in your head or, uh, and just begin to just, just breathe and remind, remind them that it's your breath, not the company's breath. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And he began to slow down his rhythm a little bit. And then what he started doing actually was he put it in three times in the day. Oh, because wow. he found it so calming, and it just reminded him that he was a human being, not a human doing. That began to break up his rhythm. When you're looking like like Pete, he loves to read. Okay, I might watch to just turn on watch Sports Center just to mm-hmm. get get something to stimulate me outside of my work or whatever it might be. So you need to find what works for you that just allows you to just kind of relax and refresh. Remember that it's important in these rhythms to see things both from a micro level, like a day, yeah, but also on a macro level, okay? So with my top execs, I often say, if you can take half a day a month, not to think about work, but be, become self-aware, this is about self-care. And what you need to understand, what I, if you can take that half a day just to assess where you're at, just to make sure that everything is flowing and aligned the, the way you want to, that, you, that the circumstances are controlling you, but you are allowing your routines and rhythms t- to enhance you rather than take things away from you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would often say once a quarter, go on a two-day personal retreat and just look after yourself. And, and I design retreats for people, all right? Now, here's the interesting thing. Probably about three-quarters of my clients won't do it. And it's not because they don't believe in it, but they think it's, you know, it's selfish. Yeah, yeah, or, 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 it, or uh, inefficient. Or, or luxury, you yeah, know. Yeah, You know, here's all my people working. Why should I be taking half a day by the beach just making notes on how well I'm doing in life? <laughs> you know, and it, so- it sounds like a, a, a luxury, but actually self-care is so important, you know, because when you're at your best, then everybody's going to be at their best. If you start work in rest, so in other words, you work from rest rather to rest, your brain is going to be more efficient, your thinking is going to be clearer, your innovations are going to be there, the creativity is there. Taking time to stop and take stock actually enhances you. So it's not a luxury. It, it's not a self-indulgent. It's actually a necessity. Yeah. It's it's also, Steve, those times, uh, I, by the way, I practice both of those things, like once mm-hmm. a month um, and then once a quarter. To me, there are also times to let go of things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really important because if you don't, it's like a dump truck and you just keep adding, 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 adding until one day it's just, <laughs> you know, you can just crash. And it's just really can clear your mind to look at things and say, okay, you know what? 
didn't work. Gave it a good shot. Time to let it go. Get it off your plate. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the crazy thing is, you know, you talk about these things keep dumping on you. Our lives are so busy, we don't even realize it's happening. And so that's why I'm talking about self-awareness. It, if you don't know these things are happening and suddenly you stop and you think, why am I getting bored? Or why, why isn't this working anymore? Whatever. In the busyness of our days, there's too much things going on. So if you take a moment to stop, break up the routine, the rut of the routine, and then breathe a little bit. And then if you like, begin to, I, I often say, do you want to be an ostrich or do you want to be an eagle? Okay. So if you're an ostrich, you put your head in the sand, don't see what's going on. And you just hope everything sorts itself out. If you're an eagle, you soar up and you see from a higher perspective. And then you begin to see what's happening in the terrain. And then you can make the adjustments accordingly. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening, be an eagle. Don't be an ostrich. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, even though ostriches run fast, they've got a very small brain. Okay. Uh, but, but remember, you know, in, the, in that moment when you get the perspective, that's when th- you can actually change your routines. You can change and, and put things in place. Yeah, Steve, one other thing. If you're still struggling <laughs> with this idea of like, uh, you know, unplugging, pulling away, another way to look at this is it's not necessarily efficient use of time. Okay. But it is an effective use of time. And your goal really should be about being effective as a leader. And in the things that you do, you want to be effective. And so sometimes you have to do things that don't, you know, they don't punch in and out on the, the clock well. Mm-hmm. They're free form, right? They're not, you might not have the, quite the tangible output that you thought you might get from it. It doesn't matter. Self-care is very effective and it's, it's now becoming a necessity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Smart leaders see this and they take action. Okay. You can, you can fight this, but you know what? You've got competitors. You've got other people in your organization. The ones who get a hold of this are the ones who are going to do well. They're going to advance. They're going to lead other people well. And and that's where it gets a bit crazy because there's this mindset that in order to to succeed, you have to work harder. And if you work harder in your monotony, you actually, it becomes even more difficult. Okay. Because now you feel you're stuck in a swamp. Okay, a quick sound that you can't seem to be climbing yourself out of. And it's not about working hard, it's about working smarter, right? And so sometimes, as you were saying, Pete, if you value, I mean, I've met so many uh, CEOs who value efficiency because they're so busy. And so it, efficiency almost sometimes drives them. Yeah. Okay. And when you say we actually need to be effective rather than efficient, sometimes, we, like with these breaks, what we're saying is sometimes you have to sacrifice efficiency in order to gain effectiveness. Because then, if you can hear this, that effectiveness will actually allow even greater efficiency. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, and so I, I, I love what we're talking about. Self-care is so important, Pete. It's so important to be aware, okay, aware of what's going on and ask yourself, am I just conforming to the patterns of this, of this routine? Or this of the circumstance, or I might be transformed by what I'm thinking in my mind, and begin to see it in a different way. And when you can see it in a different way, then you can break up the rhythms, and then you can be more intentional, and then you can self love yourself a little bit. Yeah, Steve, that's a great note to end this episode on. Take care of yourself. We want to see you transformed, right? We want to see your life transformed so that you in turn can go transform your world. So self-care is a crucial part of that. We're, we're, we've spoken about some things here. The transformation application is 
Take something that you heard in this episode, or if we sparked a new idea of a way you can break up your routine, it could be a very small thing. Like I'm going to do this kind of work in another room in my house, or I'm going to, like you said, maybe go to a lounge for, you know, 10 minutes uh, a day, whatever it is. What is your idea? Just do it. Do it for a week and see how it goes. And be intentional about it as well. Okay. So even set alarms on your phone. Yeah, schedule remind, it. Yeah, yeah whatever. Remind it, because, you know, if, if anything like me, Pete, if it's in my schedule, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like I said, take that break. Be, find that healthy disruption so that you can just feel like you're, you're in control of your life rather than being controlled by your circumstances. Yeah, and you'll be a rebel too because you'll be disrupting things. And so <laughs> I'm just going to declare you guys can take control over your life. Okay. Yes. Uh, you don't have to be conformed to the patterns of, of what the world is doing around you, but you can transform your thinking, okay, just by seeing and taking a moment to get a perspective, taking a, a moment just to take a break and listen to that inner voice on the inside of you, which says, hey, you don't have to do that. Or yeah. can't you see what's going on? Because peace and taking that time out makes a lot of difference. Well, Pete, I love our podcast. I, I love doing this with you. We, we, uh, this is so much fun. And so remember, let's get ourselves breaking up the routines, the rutty, the rutty routines, yeah. <laughs> the ruts of our routines, and let's begin to disrupt them in a healthy way. Yep. Pete, thanks so much. All so right. great to be with you. And so don't forget, everyone, as Pete says, we're transforming your life. So you can transform your world. That's right. right. Okay. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. everyone. Thank you for listening to the Transform Your Life podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every Monday, so we hope you'll continue to tune in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show to reach more people around the world. If you're looking for coaching or more resources, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or our Instagram page, From the Insight Out. If you want to connect with me, Pete Cafarcio, go to PeteCoaching.com. And if you want to connect with me, Steve Chua, go to SteveChuaintl.com. Remember, we want to help you transform your life so that you can transform your world. Have an awesome week, everyone.